I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. We're back with more Oops! The Podcast, a brand new episode, hot off the press. Oh, yes. I'm Francis Ellis, joined as ever by my intrepid colleague (laughs) and co-pilot. We're both co-pilots. There's not a pilot and a co-pilot. Two co-pilots, Giulio Gallarati. That's right. Rule of thread, spring collection wearing Giulio Gallarati, Yes, that's a nice peach. you like this color on me? It's a nice creamy peach. A little pastel. Looks like a yogurt that I would want to get to the bottom of. (laughs) Because you know that there's much denser peach concentrate. There could be some compote. Some compote. Oh, my God. Some compote on the bottom. Some compote. Yes, a nice uh, chunky marmalade. (laughs) Well, Giulio, I have so much to speak to you about well, dude, um, before before any of that i want to first congratulate you on a great weekend at gotham thank you what a great i mean i went to the saturday late show to check it out great show really well done um it was it was ripping in there i was i was very pleased the audience was super agreeable it was great dude and also i just thought it was like a really fun format i mean it's like predominantly stand up like like over 90% and then he op- you opened with a new song that was hilarious and it murdered and then you went into doing stand up and i was like he's like opening for himself this is crazy <laughs> that was the thought that i had dude uh you rounded it out nicely it was just really solid all the way through Great thanks show. man i do not know yet the proper format in how to blend the music and the jokes mm-hmm. into one cohesive act and I know that you probably get tons of conflicting feedback where like some people think you should go heavier in one direction and other people think you should go heavier in the other direction. Well, the general consensus seems to be that I should focus almost entirely on the music. Right. From just like, uh, like from like a differentiating standpoint. Well, n- no more my, my like representation, oh, really? but oh, also, cool. you know, Sierra, I mean the, the, the sort of prevailing sentiment seems to be that that's how I'll, differentiate myself and Mm -hmm. you know find find a way to not just be another white dude doing comedy um interesting so i i'm opening my mind more to that i've been told that for years i resisted it in the sense that i came into this with a, a real appreciation and and you know respect for the spoken stand up craft yeah and didn't want to not be considered a real one of those but uh yeah that's like an annoying that i think i feel for you on that because it's like it's a very good example of like what we assume the kind of our peers think about musical comedy Mm -hmm. quote right Mm -hmm. uh and you know but the fact also is that it's really fucking solid and funny and a good thing you know what i mean so like that generalization is, of course, not a fair one, but it must be like a difficult thing to like de- to figure out. Well, I think one thing I've come to terms with is that uh, you know there's bad musical comedy in the same way that there's bad spoken totally. comedy. And quite frankly, it might even be it, it's easier to do bad musical comedy 
because the fact that it's music just like makes it more engaging and drowns out the silence. Yeah. I've seen a lot of really bad musical comedy really? and it tends to be from like the worst types of comedians. Yeah. Like when I was starting comedy, there was there was a lot of musical comedy. Interesting. In the arena that we were doing it and yeah. it was not good. But boy, when it's done well, it is uplifting and fun. Yeah. I mean, I, you do I, it great, man. If you go back and watch, I'd highly recommend to anyone Go watch the Flight of the Concords 2019 Live from London special on HBO. It is the most fun. I grew up long car rides with the family. We used to listen to Peter, Paul, and Mary. Mm -hmm. Do you know them? Yeah. Right. Yeah, My Peter, Paul, and Mary. Uh, we would listen to the Smothers Brothers. I don't know them. So that was my dad bringing them in because they were they were like an what, iconic what's a good song maybe i know the song well it's it's more I, I don't even know if they i i would know a name of their song because but it's it's like an act the smother smothers oh. brothers comedy hour was an iconic tv show i think in the 1960s okay that was pretty groundbreaking uh steve martin wrote mm -hmm. for it which was one of his major starting breakout things um and it was you know they would they would they were kind of considered fringe and outspoken certainly on the Vietnam War mm -hmm. they would have members of the Beatles would come on their show Sick. I mean they were a big deal Sick. um it's like the Eric Andre show of the 60s yeah yeah <laughs> but even even more a little bit sort of anti they were they were seen as rebellious and I don't know and it's hard to believe because they weren't particularly political but Tommy Smothers and Dickie Smothers their live music, their stuff. We used to listen to this in the car, and I mean, it, it was, it was brilliant. the mu The music is brilliant. They're great folk musicians, but they would they're hysterically funny. Um, and so that's what we listened to in the car as a kid. And I guess it was ingrained in me. And without knowing it, you know, if I ended up being a successful touring musical comedian, I'd I'd be very happy. I wouldn't yeah. feel uh like I'd lost the purity of the spoken word or whatever yeah that's nonsense dude that's like a nonsense yeah thing the idea that like it's less worthy or something right well ryan's been cutting up what, what this new song which i suspect i'll probably post um soon because there are some timely components to it mm. um and i'm very excited about it it was it was something i worked really hard on and took me forever to memorize i had played it for you mm-hmm once or twice in this apartment, you know, no one really laughed. All right. So in my defense, the second time he played it, it was like an ambush. Like I was looking at my phone. I didn't even realize he was playing a song. He wasn't like, can you listen to this song? He just played it and then was like, what do you think? And I was like, dude, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. You guys were there, right? Do you remember how I sat down and said, um, would you guys mind if I played you a song and you can tell me if it's funny or not? Remember those words? Yeah. I, so I don't. So I don't remember that. I don't. I'm serious. It's because you were on your damn phone. I wasn't listening. But even dude, for the preamble. But the first time you played it, I do remember you saying that, and I did listen. That's true. And I thought it was great. Yeah. But it was only the beginning. It needs a live audience, and you need to be facing the audience. Um. So it. I, whatever. I pulled it off. Um. Here's something really f interesting yeah, I, don't, I don't even think that's true i like I, I truly believe that if i had been listening i would have enjoyed it and given positive feedback i guess the point is that with a song you don't know it's funny until you play it in front of a live crowd 
And that's what made me so nervous about it. Because mm-hmm. unlike a joke, which if you're 30 seconds in and it's bombing, you can just abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Be like, all right, that needs more work. People laugh and you move on. Mm-hmm. Song, I'm sitting down at the keyboard for five, six minutes. Yeah, it's a long one too. That's a long period of time to not have the crowd with you. So you you had it down when I saw you do it. Was it... How how many tries did it take to get it that smooth? The first show, I have I had most of it, but there's this one part that's complicated where there are a lot of lyrics mm-hmm. in a very short order, and I screwed up the order of that, mm. and then I sort of had to make up a filler line, and was just I people probably wouldn't have known that I'd messed up, but I knew. Yeah, by the late sh- by the saturday early show i had it down nice it was at four total shows yeah guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical an industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Thanks. But get this. Did I tell you this? I don't know. <laughs> I told Ryan this. Ryan was there for this. So... The Saturday late show, no, excuse me, the Saturday early show, all the shows were sold out. I'm in the green room, which is downstairs. The showroom in which we perform is upstairs. So is the green room the other showroom? No. I've never been to the green room there. It's in a little hallway. It's like through the kitchen? No. No? I don't. No. You don't have, okay, whatever. It doesn't, how to You know the bathrooms on the left? Yeah. If you were to keep walking straight. Got There's it. a little hallway that says employees only on the left past that door. Got it. Green room. Got it. Point is, I walked out of the green room while the host was on. I'm about 25 minutes before I'm about to go on stage. There's a guy with two women down there just hanging, sort of standing in the hallway area. They say hi to me. I say hi. They say they don't have tickets. It's sold out. Is there any way that I can sort them out? And I said, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll text around, uh, but I think your best bet would probably be to wait at the ticket place and just assume that someone's not going to show up, and, and then they'll let you in. And they said, okay, but we're counting on you. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm about to go on stage oh, God, for an hour, 55 Disaster. minutes, whatever, and I'm, all I'm thinking about is my act, and I'm nervous, and my family's going to be there, and all this. And now all of a sudden I'm being tasked with like unearthing three extra tickets for these total <laughs> strangers. Your family came to the first one on Saturday? My aunt and uncle came to the first show on Saturday. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm definitely not really going to deal with this. I'm sorry, but like, I, I you know, whatever. But I, I went back into the green room and they saw me go back into the green room. And this is important. Later, I go upstairs. I, I did ask at the podium, did those people get in? They said, yes, they got in. And I said, okay, good. I go in and I do the show. 
at one point in the show, thinking back, I do remember seeing that guy stand up during my act and walk out. I assumed to go to the bathroom. After the show. Oh my God. Uh, and by the way, I realize I'm talking Where's very this, slowly. No, it's so. okay. Where's this story going? It's stressing me out. Dude, after the show, I'm back downstairs. I go into the green room so that I don't, you know, I'm not being around. There's too many people probably for me to try to say hi to everyone. Yeah. So I'm just chilling, waiting for people to kind of filter out. But I open the door because my <laughs> aunt and uncle are there and my neighbors and I wanted to say hi to them. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of holding the door open to the private area and giving them hugs. And that guy comes up and I'm like telling my aunt and uncle like, Hey, come in, come into the green room, you know? And he goes, can we come in? Okay. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just kind of friends and family. He was like kind of miffed that I would not let him in. This is a total stranger. Jesus. Now, Couple minutes go by. I poke my head back out to let in my neighbors. He comes up, sees me poke my head out, comes up, holds up my wallet. And he goes, Is this yours? And I said, Oh my God, yeah. And he goes, I found it on the ground. And I go, Wow, thank you so much. I can't believe this. I don't know how that would have fallen out of my pocket. What a relief <laughs> that I didn't lose my wallet. He goes, No problem. Hands it back to me. Couple minutes go by. I then, like at this point, I've hugged my neighbors, my family. They leave. Everyone's kind of left. I go back out into the hallway. Everyone's gone except this guy. <laughs> he goes. He His goes, updates every time. It's crazy. Dude, he goes. He goes. By the way, I didn't find your wallet. I went into the green room, found it in your coat pocket, took it out. And then gave it back to you. What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? You see, this is real. And I go, what the fuck? Why would you do that? And he goes, it's funny. Oh my god! And I was like, um, oh my god, dude! I don't know if it's funny. <laughs> that doesn't seem funny. And then he like went to shake my hand. And you know how I hurt my hand playing basketball? Mm -hmm. And he gave me a handshake that was punitive. Oh, God. It was the type of handshake to hurt you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in a way where he squeezed these fingers together, <laughs> the four fingers excluding the thumb layered on top of one another, wedged them like a vice, and it hurt my fingers so much. And I started trying to pull my hand away because my fingers are still injured. And he held on. And he was like, we'll see you at your next show or something. Oh and I was God. like, okay. Huh. <laughs> so he goes away. I tell the people in the green room. I tell Ryan this story. We're all like, what the fuck? What was that? Keep in mind, I knew that I had not brought my wallet on stage. But I was so flustered by he this. He left the show to take your wallet. He left the show, mid-show, to, to go down, sneak into the green room, hunt around, find my wallet in my coat pocket, and then hold on to it for the rest of the show to then give back to me as some weird gag. Dude. I the then I, I told I told Ryan, I told the guys, 
That's so weird. The security guards at Gotham are old school. They're all retired. Dude, cops. that's what I was just gonna say. They're like scary. They're scary guys. Yeah. They're How do you not just sentinels. have one of them standing out in front of the? Well, I told one of them this, and the whole story, and instantly he picked up his walkie-talkie and he was like, "Richie, get down here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Listen, the guy gave it back. I don't really care. I wouldn't press charges. I just..." Is there a way to lock the green room? He's like, Mm-mm, this isn't up to you anymore. Oh, God. And I'm like, uh-oh, this guy's going to die. <laughs> this guy is dead. I hope he's gone. I hope he's left. Oh my you know, God, they check dude. the security footage, all that. But <laughs> it was a very kind of rattling moment in the middle of the two shows. Dude, it's... <laughs> And the, one of the most bizarre fan interactions I've ever had. Yeah, and it's it, scary. It comes on the heels of our conversation about how some people just don't really know how to interact. I suspect that this guy, in his mind, was trying to create something memorable or, or thought that I would think this was funny and, you know, that we would bond over it, I guess. I have no idea. It was so weird and so invasive. Dude, it's, it's really, it's scary, dude. That's like fucking Bruce Willis, like, remember being in Sixth Sense, the guy, like, standing in his room, who, like, I, the movie's so old, it's, there's no spoiler arts anymore, right? No, no. Right. He basically shoots the guy at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's only a couple steps removed from what happened to you, dude. You getting shot? I hope it's in cold more than blood. a few steps. I, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that many. I think it's less than it is more. I think it's like three steps away. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, Careful, dude. Sorry. there is something comforting about knowing that he was with um, a date. Wasn't he with two women? He was with two women. One of them was his, I think, significant other, which, and she was, you know, pretty. So. I like to hope that someone who's that unhinged is not able to keep a steady relationship going. I don't know why, like that, how somehow comforts me a little bit, but maybe I'm just dead wrong. No, yeah, I, fair, I agree. I think that that's definitely positive. It, it, it worried Sierra when I told her this story. It's a scary story. Because dude. my driver license does have our full address on it, including our apartment number. And he held onto my wallet for God knows. Listen, there's a good chance that he does listen to the podcast. Buddy, if you're out there, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> that wasn't good. That wasn't a good moment for us. There are better ways for us to be pals. Dude, I, I don't even know if that's what was his intention was. But I, <laughs> I'm like thinking to myself, man, do I out this guy on the podcast? And I'm like, I hope he's fucking listening. Damn, bro. So that he hears how unnerving that was. That's one of the weirder ones I've heard for sure. Well, isn't that so strange? That's really weird. Yeah. It's really it took a lot for me to kind of gather my myself and, and go back on stage for the late show. But And dude, doing two back doing back to back long sets like that is like incredibly exhausting. And to have to deal with that in between is yeah. insane. Well, that's why I normally don't, in between shows, I don't do the, I don't say hi to people just because I, that begets really tiring. Totally. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, he found, he found me. <laughs> he sure he did. He stole from me. 
man, I, I, you know, I was wearing tight pants. And so I didn't want my wallet yeah, in my back pocket because yeah. I knew I was going to sit down on the piano bench. So I made a point to put it in my coat pocket, which was hung up on the door handle of the green room. And here's, this is, by the way, I talk about gaslighting in my act. Mm-hmm. This is gaslighting, right? Perfect example. And by that guy? When he said, this fa- fell out of your, this fell out of your pants. I found it on the floor. Instantly, I my reality changed and i instantly thought i did bring my wallet up on stage oh wow it did fall out of my pants oh wow yeah i've i've my he has made me doubt my own version of reality, reality. which was what i knew totally that i had left my wallet in the green room because i figured it was safe and sound yada yada wow dude scary isn't that wild scary this it's funny like when, with interactions with uh you know, supporters, people come to your shows, whatever. You can kind of tell which people are the higher risk individuals based on certain, there's certain things. You just, you know, like people, the guy who's going to take advantage, this is a whole nother level of that. But there were signs that like, if you were to be like, who did that? You would have been able to guess that it was that guy. Really? Like, no, but like, hey, we're counting on you. All that kind of shit. That's just like, the guy who's going to become a weirdo in some way. Not that weird, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that weird, but like weird nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of tell even sometimes with messages, like people who, whose expectations are just so different than what is normal mm-hmm. in a good or a bad way. It doesn't necessarily matter, but you can kind of be like, Oh, that's a person who like, I can't be as. Yeah. It's strange. I have, uh, you know, I've existed in my career at a at a level of fan, whatever, where there's been no risk. I'm not someone that people give a shit about enough right. to be to like lose their minds over right. me. <laughs> right. You know, right. you look Literally. at like the Beatles and women fainting in the audience. Like no one's at risk of fainting when they see totally. me, and I have no fear. I've never had any fear that a fan of mine would would be incapable of just being a human being with me, right. you know? But this guy really blew it. Yeah. He did not get the human interaction element of it he and didn't do a job. Failed. Really astoundingly. So, <clears throat> I don't know. That's all I got on that. <laughs> We are decked out in Rule of Threads apparel for spring. My God, do these clothes look incredible. Dude, we're purring. We are feeling, we are at the top of our game. You're wearing the regular tee. I'm wearing the Henley tee. We're both wearing the joggers, different colors. We are killing it. Yeah, and you know what? We didn't even do this for the episode. (laughs) I know. This is just the way we dress. This is just the way we dress. That's how you know it's good good, uh, menswear. The, The Rule of Threads menswear basics, it's just clean sleek fits really really well high quality uh very very comfortable i'm a huge fan yeah it's it's really dope um and dude really stretchy good the t-shirts fit really well they do um it's a great company uh we love them so right now if you go to ruleofthreads.com and you use promo code oops 20 you'll get 20 percent off your order that's a significant discount sure is um and every like every article of clothing that you need you can get there. That's it. The stuff that you absolutely need. Um, and dude, it's clean, simple, premium menswear basics. 
I, I can't get enough. They keep sending us more packages, and I say to myself, the more the merrier. <laughs> and with each package, I find myself merrier. Yes, you do. I am merrier today than I was yesterday. That's for sure. tomorrow as well. Bingo. Ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS20. Well, dude, the after party was fun. Um, and a lot of familiar faces there uh, who I finally got to meet. Yeah. Uh, which was really cool seeing everybody. Yeah. Um, it was late. It was late. I mean, I didn't walk in until probably one fifteen, one in the morning. And the bar, for whatever ungodly reason, did last call at one thirty. This is a New York City bar that's packed with people on a Saturday night. Post-COVID. What are we doing? Like, how are you not... What are you doing? Keeping the bar open. Find a way. And you like, know? dude, like, you'll never go to that bar again, probably, right? I guess not. I mean, I do like that bar. It's always been where we Solid. would go yeah. after COVID. But, but meaning like, if, you, if, you were, if you're like, let's go there, we can all go there. You won't all go there. Correct. Because right? it's just too high of a risk. And so then closing everyone no walked down the street to uh, Peter McManus bar, mm -hmm. which is a classic comedy bar, weirdly. I remember when I was at UCB... That's where everyone would go. Oh, everyone really? from the the improv world would go there after the jams and the you know improv night, whatever Harold night. And uh, so there's a big. The, I feel like the bartenders there are accustomed to comedians and people coming in and stuff. And we walked in, and all the the security guards oh, from yeah. Gotham were there, which was pretty cool. I didn't even notice that. We I were made that. shots with them. That's sick. Yeah. How long did you stay there? Well, so I hadn't eaten dinner. Oh, God. And all of a sudden, I'm drinking tequila, you know, tequila sodas, a shot of tequila. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is this is going to make me sick if I don't. I need I need to put something in my stomach because it's now it's now it's three in the morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's two, two thirty, two forty five. And I haven't eaten since lunch. Uh, so I sort of. <laughs> irish goodbye out of an irish bar love it and just made a motion to sierra that i was going to get pizza you know <laughs> but she might have thought like oh are you going to get dental trays done <laughs> you're going to get a night guard fitted where um and i jumped over to a pizza place intending fully to come back as soon as i just grabbed a, an emergency slice but <clears throat> 10 minutes later, as I'm eating my slice, she texts me and says that she's on her way with a couple of friends who were staying with us oh, cool. to have a slice too. Nice. And then I felt bad because I had not said goodbye to all these people at the bar. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It was so crowded. Yeah. So we, we initially, um, it's funny, the night, like, like you said, it got like super late and we had sort of thought that we were going to go I had promised a friend that I was going to go to his thing after your stuff was done. So we were drinking at Copper Still. We went to the other bar. It was so crowded. We're like, it's going to take so long to get a drink. Like, mm. let's attempt to go. And we did. So then we, it must have been like, I think it was like 2.30. Yeah. And we get in a taxi, go to the other place, and everybody was gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. But dude, you can't. And, and that's the thing. I was like, I knew that that was going to be a late night. Your thing was the priority. Um, I was Thank like, you. I, I was like, I'll try to come. But I don't know if I'll be able to make it there on time. But it was fine. 
And it's funny, dude, I, I like wasn't that drunk, and I show up at this place where the only people still there are like the most drunk people ever. <laughs> and they were trying to do like a kind of, you know, remember the box, how like yeah. they'll do that show late at night? They were doing that at this place too. What was this place called? It's, it's Paradise Club, which is like House of Yes. It's Isn't like, that where we've performed? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Up in Midtown or something? Yep. Okay. So anyway, I know, random location, but it's cool. And it's like, again, House of Yes people, like they do a good party. But it was really funny to see people like dancing to like that kind of EDM kind of music yeah. uh, when I'm like not drunk. And it was just really, it was crazy. Yeah. It's like, these are like parallel realities. I know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like the people dancing also, it's like hard to dance to that kind of music without having it be like super effeminate. So there are all these like manly guys just like being like, Dude, it was <laughs> doing the finger and like we were chill dog and I were just fucking cracking up. Uh -huh. like, this is so weird to be at this not on drugs or really fucked up. It's like, let's get out of there's here. There's so many parties in the world where if you're not there from the, the close to the start <laughs> to be dropped in towards the end is a it's disorienting. Just, it's just crazy. And it, it made me always I always thought about bouncers when you know, oh, yeah. when you see that, because bouncers on a nightly basis witness people who are on such a different planet from them. <laughs> you know, their job is to remain sober and keep order. Yeah. And then those people's job is to lose all sense of order and get as drunk and totally. fucked up as possible. And, you know, I remember once talking to a bouncer who wasn't huge and I, I don't even remember where I was, but I was saying like, do you ever get in fights? Do you ever get worried about the fights? And he was like, if anyone's going to fight me, it means that they're so drunk that it doesn't matter. Oh, interesting. That's so true. You know, like I have such an advantage just by not being drunk like them. Right. That I'll win that fight. Totally. Um, it's amazing. I love watching YouTube clips of guys picking fights with bouncers. It's crazy. I need to watch more of those. You just They're good. Them. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great one in England where it's like middle of the day. Oh, God. And this guy, gets. I think he gets kicked out of the bar, right? And he's with a couple of his buddies, and he starts like screaming at the bouncer. And the poor bouncer's not even, he's not, he's not even trying to like, He's not a bouncer who is looking forward to right, this. Right. You know what I mean? You don't get the sense that he relishes the the few occasions where someone gives him a reason. So um, he's really <laughs> standing very stoically and kind of just stone faced. And the guy keeps trying to like bum rush him and get back in. And he's like, no, no. And then the guy starts spitting on him. Oh, my God. And he, again, he's still not doing anything. But then the guy starts like puts his oh, hands yeah. up. And tries to like kick him, and then he he like catches him one time, and then his buddy comes in and tries to attack him, and he catches the buddy and knocks <laughs> them both down with one punch. And the guy filming goes, "Yep, right, solid." Like after each punch, he, he, after each punch, he goes like, "Nice one," and he's like. He's so uh, pleased yeah. with this. It was as if he was a, just a pedestrian walking right. by. Again, it's like 3 p.m. There's something really satisfying about like the wrongful aggressor getting just laid out. Oh, totally. That's what's so great about those videos. It's so good. It's amazing. It's so good. Super satisfying. I love, I love that.
I um, <laughs> it's interesting, dude. I've witnessed twice now in the last probably three months. I've witnessed two people get kicked out of shows at the stand, mm. um, where the same for whatever reason. They had the same reaction. Both times it was because they were being unruly or drunk or totally violating their, you know, unspoken agreement on their ticket that says like two drink minimum. Behave yourself. Uh, they don't even you know, have that there actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, and and um and our pal Joe Harari had to, you know, he's the manager, he has to let them know like I'm sorry, you guys have to go. And I mean Joe would be the first to say he's not like the biggest guy. He's not. Yeah. So these people don't almost want to take that from him mm-hmm. and they don't have a big bouncer guy there mm-hmm. really so joe will go get one of the bartenders to sort of be there in case it get. and both times it got unruly and this and i watched as the the guy getting kicked out tried to be like well you're not giving me a reason why i mm-hmm. have to go mm-hmm. and there was this utter and complete entitlement of place mm-hmm. you know that's not i i deserve a reason nope that's not good enough for me i'm going back in right at which point you know they're like no come on come up this way as soon as any contact is made the guy starts getting shovy and jittery and whatever and that's when yeah it gets you get ugly tricky i believe that they they didn't they just they hire a security hire, guy? They had to yeah. hire someone. They just had to. But do there's it. this. There's this also this regular at the stand that I, I I can't remember his name and I'm embarrassed, but he's a great dude. He's there three nights a week watching shows. Young guy. He's six foot eight. Oh my god. He is enormous. And both times that this has happened, he was there, and I went up to him and I was like, "Yo, you need to come over here and just <laughs> loom." Yeah, seriously. In case, you know, and he's like, okay, no problem. Puts his drink down. Oh, it's great. He's a gentle giant kind of guy. Dude, he's great. Hilarious. Um, all right. So that's it. Yeah. Gee, my days have been getting off to a nice and rosy and chipper start. Mm, Going to more. bed earlier, waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. And as usual, the first thing that I have when I wake up in the morning, my athletic greens. Mm, first thing to hit that tummy. That's it. Before really anything nice. else has entered me, <laughs> bad thoughts, light, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Athletic Greens is the first thing that I, that I experience in my day. Yeah, I like getting a little momentum if I'm like going to be healthy. Like It just feels good to have that momentum of doing that very healthy thing to start the day. Exactly. I, I feel like it's like charging my batteries before I go out there and try <laughs> to conquer the world. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat paleo or gluten free or your dairy free vegan keto any of that stuff it's all all within that wonderful scope of diet uh it only contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything so and all while still tasting delicious yeah and it costs less than three dollars a day Uh, and i know people who take like a ton of vitamins and stuff you spend a lot of money doing all that and you have everything that you need in the ag1 formula and athletic greens uh, so you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your old, uh, than your cold brew habit. That's it. So to make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you guys a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreenscom slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreenscom slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Well, dude, I was yesterday was Hill Dog's birthday. Hill Dog's birthday. The end of Hillica. The end of Hillica. Hillica yeah. concluded. Did your presence increase a little bit from so, Red Warheads? I didn't think I didn't think that I did a good job with that. Oh, so okay. The red the red Airheads obviously Airheads, are, yeah. should have been the first gift. Yep. The first gift was actually these sound canceling uh, sleep pods Ooh. that are like pretty fancy. They're like supposed to be the best ones. Um, and I gave that to those to her first. Is that for because you make noise in bed? No, no, because there's just so the noise machine has ended up sort of doing the trick, but just the construction around where we live yeah. is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so somewhere and like Saturday morning, they've been doing this crazy road work, like at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, like Ugh. the loudest of the whole week. And we're like, are you fucking kidding? But the sound machine has really helped. Mm-hmm. But in addition, these noise canceling things. Uh, so those are good. And then I just got her like a, a sort of a mixture of things, like a little sculpture for the apartment. I think I already told you guys about yeah. that. I got her one of those like uh, diffu- oil diffuser things. Oh, Sierra loves those. Yeah. The, the one that I got her was the smell was kind of terrible. We both agreed and we ended up throwing it away. Yeah. But the sentiment was nice. We, I just, I, I picked wrong. <laughs> I picked wrong, dude. My bad. Uh, you know. <laughs> What did you pick? Do you remember the name of the flavor? I can look. Those are all so hit or miss. I, I'm not Let's a big see. fan of artificial scents. I feel you. In she is general, either. they make me kind of nauseous. So it's funny. I I tend to like them, huh? But this one literally gave me a headache. A uh, black viper. Yeah, I'm surprised you thought a, a scent named after a venomous snake would be <laughs> the winner. <laughs> I mean, I got to go with something like calendula or, you know, That's good. cherry orchard rather That's than like good. black adder, That's you know, very, dude, very true. Um, okay. Then I got her a couple other things that like, it feels in, uh, intrusive telling on the pod. Oh, okay. One or two of things. Um, Ooh, sexy. No, not even in that way. Just like things like reveal things that like maybe Hill Dog doesn't want people knowing about. Understood. Or, or who knows? Not, not high stakes. I don't want, I know people are like, I need to know. Yeah. You don't, I promise. Right. Um, then I also got her solid core gift certificate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and then we, in yesterday, treated her to like a nice day. You know, we went, we went to Pilates in the morning. Uh, which was very fun. Yeah. We did it together. And then we went to uh, Sedell's. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice little spot it's for bagels brunch. Bagels and mm-hmm. really good bagel place. Yeah. I actually never been, but it's, it's sort of like a little bit of a scene. But oh. yeah, like kind of like smoked fishery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. honestly, the bagels at a smoked fishery, I just made up that term, by the way. Uh-huh. They're different than the bagels at a bagel place. Right. I don't know if you've noticed that. Even like a Russ and Daughters or like a place that's like known for their smoked fish, the bagels are really small. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they I re- like that. I, I do too. They, they require toasting. Whereas in my opinion, a very good bagel from a bagel place, if it's fresh, should does not, should need, to not be need it. Nothing better than a warm, fresh bagel. A bagel that doesn't need to be toasted is the yeah. pinnacle of bagel yeah. enjoyment. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Sierra will sometimes scoop her bagel, which oh, yeah. to me is, I don't even, I can't even begin to, <laughs> the whole point of us being here is to eat dough. Totally, and to indulge, and you're telling me you want the you want the the lean version, the hollowed out bagel skin, dude. Agree. Unless you're putting cucumbers and stuff in there, like you're like filling the moat, yeah. With you know what I mean, with yeah. stuff like yeah, I agree. It's not it's not getting that much healthier. You might as well go for broke and then just you know. 
And you need to be judicious with the cream cheese too there because otherwise you'll just end up with three inches of cream cheese. That's true. Which is disgusting. It is, yes. It, those bagels start to look like those dental trays that I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> that they take the molds with. You know, you bite into it, huh? let it sit for about a minute, and then you pull it out. I mean, you could create a yeah. very good <laughs> mouth guard from that thing. Or a grill mold. <laughs> yeah, more your speed. More right? my speed. <laughs> um, dude. So, but then, all right, we went to dinner, uh, and it was also great. Um, ate a bunch of pasta, whatever, drinks, but... This was the day that you went to see Siamo. Yes. And loved it. It was very good. Loved it. Glad good, to hear Good recommendation. That. Um, what a relief when you recommend a restaurant to someone and they go and they like it. So it's funny. I wanted, I wanted to make sure too. like, I hate the idea of being the guy who, when he has an opportunity to gives more feedback than he needs to just to like prove some point. You know, I thought that like, I, I, I just, I was really hoping that I liked it because I wasn't going to lie if I didn't, but like there would be no reason for me to not like it. Like, I don't even yeah. know. You know what I mean? Well, I you could have, let's put it this way though. Even if I had the best experience, they could have had an off night. Maybe they screw up an order. They don't have your name. You have to get seated later, whatever. Yeah. And just the way it is, you're not having as good of an experience. Mm-hmm. Are you somebody who, if that's the case and someone has highly recommended something to you, you will not tell them for the sake of preserving their recommendation? It depends who it is. Like if it's the type of person who's then going to spitefully reject my recommendations to prove a point, I'd rather not get into that sort of tit for tat. Who does that? Certain people, not you. You're telling me that I say to you, go to this restaurant, it's spectacular. You go and you don't love it. But rather than, but you're not going to tell me, yo, I hate to say this, we didn't like it. Because you know then that when you recommended that I watch Dune, I'm now going to be like, by the way, remember how I told you I liked Dune? I didn't. No, 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 no. I'm worried that the, when I really like something, you're going to go out of your way to not like it. Wow. When I'm like, you need to try this place after I had shit on the place that you told me to do that too. You got people in your life who are keeping recommendation score? No, but like, I don't like that dynamic. I'm, I'm still not going to, I can't, no. So for the most part, I can't hold back my true thoughts. Granted, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a harsh critic right. in general. You know what I mean? But like, for example, I'll have friends who will send me memes all the time and like, they're just not that great. Mm-hmm. Like certain people I'm, I have a low expectations for. I'm like, this guy is going to say it's something terrible. And it always is. And I'll like not react <laughs> or I'll give less of a reaction. But then when I send something, he'll like go out of his way to tell me when he doesn't like it. And it annoys me. I'm not, it doesn't make me like uh-huh. avoid that uh-huh. but you know what i mean whatever i see what you mean and i do think that it makes more sense in the world of sharing memes yeah because what i offered as an example was ridiculous what, what oh but the dune thing well well retroactively rescinding your positive review <laughs> yeah. in spite is ridiculous it is ridiculous that's like going into the green room and taking a wallet ridiculous <laughs> yeah of, yeah. of criticism. No, my example was was too far afield. <laughs> it's crazy. It was too far. But dude, I'll tell you what. I thought it was really fucking good. The, the, the chef used to work at a restaurant that Hillary and I go to all the time. And it's funny. When I tell this story, I want to make it clear to people that like I don't, we don't have a place where we know a person. Like this is the only place in our, both of our lives where we like happen to go a lot and know the person. And the chef happening to move 
us being like, oh, our chef, like, I just, we're, I don't want people to think that we're like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with being no, like that. No, I think you're, I think you're fine. I think you're fine. We've done enough episodes that you and I have both earned the benefit of the doubt. I hope when we say something that could be taken as either, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Title or whatever. So when Francis initially had told me about this restaurant, I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll check it out. You know what I mean? And then we, I ended up putting two and two together, realizing that this only chef that I've ever met or know or known in my entire life happened to be working at, at this new place now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was newsworthy. And I told you, and I then became very self-conscious that I <laughs> yeah. sounded like I was trying I to that. like one up you or something. I was like, Oh yeah, you liked it. Well, I know the chef. Yeah. I don't even know the chef, by the way. The problem is the reason you're doing that is because we do know people that would do that. People, a lo- we know a lot. Of that happens that all the that. time. And it happens York. to us a lot. People will, will name drop. Oh, and they'll say the oh, yeah, chef's yeah. first name. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, you know a chef's first name? What is she, the lunch lady? Like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? I hate that in New York. I hate, I hate that. I hate it too. When people drop like the people who the restaurant group behind Oh god. Or or and they're and then they're like, Don't you know you Someone know Danny Myers place? Yeah, place. Yeah. Like he opened up the Well, you know, surely you know they do Gramercy Tavern and right, right. Union Square uh cafe. I mean, I'm now doing it, but that's only from having heard it so many times. I know. It's crazy. I don't know who owns the restaurant. Dude, it's funny. The city, it's like, it's a good city because no one ever grows up, but it's also a bad city for that reason as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's obviously more good than bad, but like people just stay teenagers here. Yeah. And like are just as catty at 50 as they were at 15. True. And it's fucked up. True. So anyway, I had that whole thought process with this uh, restaurant. But anyway, very, very good restaurant. Dude, it was really cool to meet the Bird Dogs team. The Bird Dogs boys. For the first time, the Bird Dogs boys yeah. at uh, the hang after your show. And I'll tell you what, dude. They said that it was not pretty watching you get your finger jammed. No, no. They, I'm glad that they said that because they've given me a hard time No, about they were it. insulting you. Oh, they were? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> they also got upset that I said that the party they had that we went to, you know, was was messy. And we're very sensitive about that. So if they're listening to this, you guys need to clean up. You can't call me a wimp for having hurt my fingers and then be a wimp about not having your party complimented enough. (laughs) That's a double edged sword right there. However, they do make a good uh, best, the best shorts, the best pants, the best joggers. We do love all the things that bird dogs makes. Uh, their shorts are colorful and fun. They come with a built-in underwear liner, which is stretchy, comfortable, doesn't ride up. It moves with you. So your junk is always in, in the trunk. The trunk. <laughs> That's it. Right now, go to birddogs.com. Deck yourself out for spring and for summer. Uh, use promo code BANANA, and that's going to get you a whistling football, which should arrive with your order. That sounds just like this. <laughs> That's Dude, right. The way you say banana every time you say promo code banana. I like I to, like it. I, I look, like to enunciate I look forward banana to it every week. Yeah, I appreciate it. So that's uh, excuse me, birddogs.com, promo code banana. Get it today. We were just talking about Hudson Yards is a cool neighborhood of New York City. Hmm. It's brand new yeah. and like futuristic. There's a mall there that feels like something that would be in Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. Because there's no new shit here, dude. New York's a city where like you'll pay seven grand a month for an apartment and your hallway will like smell like animal shit. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. New York, you you make concessions here. Yeah. So to have a brand new thing is fun. I agree. To me, it feels like Gotham. <laughs> Interesting. Gotham City. Interesting. Or maybe Metropolis. Uh-huh. Right? From but, Superman. No, totally. It has like that. And everything's new. You can tell that like all the stores, they like, this is going to be our Hudson Yards thing. It's going to be sick. Yeah. They got like fancy people. Like, I don't even know if it's still there, but there was like the Neiman Marcus store. Yeah. Was just like super sick. Um. Anyway, I love walking around stuff like that. The the restaurant was actually across the street from the law firm that Hillary's best friend in the world works at. Uh, they're such good friends that Hillary can't really see well, like into the distance. So like, if something's three hundred yards away, like maybe a hundred yards away, like she's not going to be able to know who it is. But she knew it was her friend. Interesting. Be- just because of the way that the blur was moving. Yeah. She knew. She's like. I know every, she's like, I know everything about her. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, that is so not where I thought you were going with this. (laughs) I thought you were going to say they're such good friends that when she sees something a hundred yards away, her friend will be like, that sign over there says, uh, you know, 25. She's her like seeing eye. They're on that level. For a friend. Because she'll know that that Hillary can't see it. You met her, Emily. She came to the after party. Gotcha. She, that is her like, they are just like, best friends for their whole life got it in this really unique way because friendship in my opinion works the same way as relationships in a way where like it's hard to survive certain life transitions Mm -hmm. in friendship Mm -hmm. you grow up with somebody you go to college chances are that college experience is going to change both of you in a way that makes it harder for you to keep that same close level of friendship you'll try but then over the years it'll kind of and then you take that next step you go wherever you're going to go and like they've just been amazing at just like never becoming less good of friends that's impressive and i don't know what it says about me that when you said that they're best friends for life they'll never break it my first thought was uh let me try (laughs) i had this instinct of wanting to see if i could throw a wrench in their friendship like (laughs) watch what i can do like let me roll up my sleeves here and you know tell each other tell them rumors about each other <laughs> that aren't true niago move yeah yeah some good gaslighting <laughs> dude that's fun okay so where, where i wanted to go with this the this dinner happened on the same day that the guy kind of went berserk in the subway i still don't know what happened with the story fully right. but he was shooting everybody and I, you know i don't know how else to say it. he was always shooting everybody and there's a bunch of explosive devices that didn't detonate is that true I thought I that was Maybe debunked. Not. Maybe not. By the way, with all due respect, listeners, we are recording this at a time when the news of that story has not fully materialized. Yes. Sorry. So this is not a total lack of knowledge on our part. It's just the uh, proximity to the event that is causing our ignorance. Okay. Excellent. That was really nicely done. <laughs> that was really good. Um, but dude, so... Now we're safe. Now we're good. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I, I still don't know the full story, but uh, it was impossible to get a taxi or an Uber because everyone was afraid of riding the subway. Interesting. So we tried and dude, it, this restaurant is like five blocks away from us avenues. So like mm-hmm. far kind of, but like 15, 20 minute walk, Hillary's wearing heels. She didn't want to walk that far. Fair enough. Um, and for like 45 minutes, we tried to call hail a cab, call an Uber, call a Lyft, could not get in a single one. Wow. Ended up taking the crosstown bus, dude. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. 
The bus is kind of nice, though. Yeah, it's, you know, it's solid. When you do it, you feel like a local politician running for office. <laughs> You're like, see, I want I'm these people to see me, you know, <laughs> put my hard hat on. I'm just like you guys. Yeah, pick up a, a shovel, <laughs> shovel one scoop of dirt onto the new foundation for the YMCA and wave a few times and then go home in my covered car. Dude, I take the bus to LaGuardia. Do you? Exclusively. I, re- I refuse to pay for an Uber to the airport in New York unless I'm like going with somebody else. Yeah. Or like like splitting it with somebody else or like, I don't know, whatever. So, but if I'm by myself, I will always take the train to JFK and Newark and I take the bus to LaGuardia. I did that for so many years it's and it was solid. a source of pride for me. You now live so close now to LaGuardia. Now we live so co- close to LaGuardia that the, the Ubers are never expensive it's and they're cheap 18 enough that it's worth minutes. It. Yeah. And it's... I can't beat that. Fully the move. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. So, so on this, you know, the shooting on the subway, mm-hmm. I think as of this moment, nobody has died. And it's a, a miracle almost mm-hmm. that this guy fired, I think, 28 shots into a crowded subway filled with mayhem and confusion and, and nobody was killed. Um, so thank God for that. Instantly, of course, my hero fantasies started bubbling up. I mean, I spent hours thinking about <laughs> Ryan and I were talking about this on the walk. Thinking about it, he so Ryan and I happened to take the train together today. We didn't know, but when we walked out, we bumped into each other, and he was talking about how his, his hero fantasies as well were sort of pepped up by yeah. this. And I was like, dude, I bet Francis had a field day. Yeah, I couldn't. So. I mean, I I don't want to call it FOMO. No, I'm not going to say FOMO. No, I didn't have FOMO. <laughs> Certainly not. But I will say that th- that morning, I heard about the event, and I still got on the subway just, in, just probably 15 minutes after that happened, rode into the city from Brooklyn, not far from where that event happened, and then did a, you know had a meeting. And then two hours later, made a conscious decision to get back on the subway to come home. And while I was on the subway, I had brought my book. Usually I read my book on the subway. I did not read my book. <laughs> I had my head, You're my alert. eyes were peeled. And <laughs> I was, swivel. what I was really looking for was not activity on my car, but activity on the adjacent mm. cars. Because that was the only way that I could have kind of dropped in on him do you know what i mean was to come through the emergency exit doors the sliding doors but why what if you were standing in the car that he was in then i would have been in trouble mm. but what if he, his his back had been turned to you or something well i would have needed to move quickly you would have and i thought about that mm-hmm. i did but my fantasy was that i would see a commotion on an adjacent car while we were in motion, because the attack happened while the car was in motion. Oh, really? Yeah. And on, on the subway car? Correct. Oh, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Jesus. So nobody could leave. So they were all diving under the benches. Oh, my God. It was God. really fucked. That's super fucked up. Yeah. I thought it was on the platform. No. What It was the on the car, fuck, and he dude. threw a smoke bomb in first. So nobody could see. Nobody knew what was going on. It was rush hour. Oh, on a my work day. God. On the end train? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's really scary. It's as bad as it gets. That is fucking terrible. So I was sitting there and I was looking for smoke on the adjacent cars. And 
um, just sort of counting the steps that it would take for me to get to the door, uh, you know, if I would be able to open it and then jump in. And again, really considering, I mean, I was seeing it through in my brain, like, okay, I jump on him, I knock the gun to the ground, I subdue him, but I think I pick up the gun and I shoot him, mm. even though I don't need to. And what if you just? Where, what if you like zip? What if you Batman him? I don't have. Why zip doesn't ties? Batman kill people, dude? That's so lame. It is. What's that? It's he like hangs them all up, and they're like. I think it's. And yeah. they're just, they're like, oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. He literally yeah. just like leaves them like ornaments. I think that's Spider Man more, isn't no, it? No, Batman too. But dude, okay, so you know Benny D, our yeah. pal, old pal Benny D. He was like, dude, he's like, that's why Ben Affleck Batman's the best Batman because he kills people. I was like, what? No, he didn't. He didn't? He would was more brutal than oh, other okay. Batman. He didn't so kill He would like break their arms and stuff. And okay. that was from the Frank Miller uh, comic, the Got graphic it. novel that came out, which was the major knock on that Batman was he was getting in trouble because his methods were becoming more brutal. Got it. Got it. Got I think it. it was Frank Miller. We looked that up. It's so funny. It's funny how in those movies, and sorry, I don't want to change the subject from the hero fantasy, but this is should be said now or we'll get lost. It's incredible how like the Batman thing, they just keep recycling the idea that like the cops hate Batman. Like, why do the cops hate Batman, dude? Like, here's just, like, I know. Are you serious? Like, he's perfect. Batman is like your militia. He does the things you can't do. It yeah. doesn't make you look bad. He's not a criminal. I think. For- I think it's he's doing the the their jobs. And they feel like he's stepping in on their territory, and you know who the hell does he think he is? This this guy. Who's, he's the Batman, dude. That's right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, sorry. we could have. No, no. I'm with you. Listen, I I couldn't. I won't deign to understand the nuances of of the Batman psychology and the cops and stuff. <laughs> I won't mansplain that to you. I mean, dude, a good way to lower your sort of monthly kind of spending obligations you know i mean your bills and stuff is trying to get a cheaper phone plan well i could use that right now given all the crazy expenses of my life yeah it's getting out of hand so i could definitely <laughs> i'd love to i'd love to trim a little bit of the fat so to speak yeah and a good option honestly mint mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just 15 bucks a month 15 bucks a month <laughs> you heard it here first Francis. do you know how much more i could do with my life if my phone plan were only 15 bucks a month uh, you could do a lot more well, i could do like six more things hell of a lot more <laughs> yeah uh switch to mint mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 dollars a month with mint mobile uh choose the amount of monthly data that is right for you and stop paying for data that you never use. I just said data and data differently. Look at you. That's just very Gemini of me, dude. Oh, wishy-washy. <laughs> to get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get that plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash oops. But, uh, you know, again... I always return to this thing of, is it more heroic if I subdue him and hold on to him, maybe sit on his head, fart a few times? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that'd be funny. What if you start saying, hey, hey, You're like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I would have his you wrist. you start hugging him. I think I'd have his wrist up against <laughs> his shoulder blade. You know what I mean? I think that's how I would do it. Um... Okay. Like yeah. I'd be, I'd have his Just arm like, behind his back as a 
to pr- make him not move because if he does move, I could break his arm. Okay, break yeah. his wrist. Fair. But I'm, I've got him there, and I'm, I've got him. Is it more heroic if I just sit on him until help arrives, or has this guy done something so monstrous, monstrous, and we all know about it, that even the witnesses who then say, you know, maybe they even changed their story to protect me. But, but I've picked up a loose gun. This guy's like no longer a threat. And I boom, boom. What would you, would you say something sort of like Hollywood before putting the bullets in his skull? I'm trying to think of what I would say. That's a great question. You have to. I, maybe I would turn to, the, turn to the, the crowd of people. I guess I would, I would do it. And then, and then I would, and then I would turn to everyone and say something like, "Nobody saw that, right?" Or, or I don't know what. What should I say? What if would now you I'm say nervous. something? You could say something like, like to, I don't know, like something fucked up, or you could just like say something general. Like you could be like, "And ain't nobody even gonna remember you." Yeah, <laughs> like you could yeah. say that. That Ooh. seems like savage. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like. Looks like it ain't your lucky day today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are both solid. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, something like something like this is the end train. Next uh, stop, hell. <laughs> I don't know. It'd have to be better. What if you're like end train, more like the end train. Oh, uh, uh, okay. We're getting closer. And everybody's We're getting like, closer. Everybody's soft yeah. clapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the end of the line. Yeah. Last stop. Yeah. Or next, did you see? Yeah, um, that's pretty good. There what what are what are things that you hear on the subway, the announcements? It's like Oh yeah. Um stand Please. clear of the closing doors. Ooh, if I said that. That's pretty good. That is I good. mean, even that stand clear of the closing doors. <laughs> Dead. I mean, nobody's telling on me. If imagine them the police report, they're like, Yeah, this guy came through the sliding doors wearing really preppy clothing. Like, I don't know where he came from. Next thing you know, he's tackled this guy. The gun clatters to the floor. I shoved it at him with my foot. He picked it up and said, I guess maybe he works for the MTA. Like, I don't know what it is, but he said, stand clear the closing doors now. Made no sense because we were moving, but uh, he killed him after that. It didn't really matter. You had to be there, you know? That'd be cool. That, that would, would be, be a cool. cool thing for someone to tell the police. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, it's kind of eerie, and I don't even realize this at the time. Like, literally the night before, I was joking around with Hillary, and she got mad at me because she's like, this is scary. Stop. And I was like, what's scary? This is ridiculously easy. This is scary. But I was like, have you noticed that in every movie where somebody's holding a gun that, like, the person who's trying to get them to put the gun down thinks there's a chance that they can get them to put it down. They always approach it in the same way. They're like, they're like I know. <laughs> they put a hand and they go, hold on one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really think about what you're doing. Yeah. And they like, they approach closer and closer. And I, kept, I was doing this start and she was like, stop. <laughs> I was like, why don't you go ahead and put it down? What was do she holding? regret for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. She accent. was just scared. She was just sitting in bed, and I was standing and performing. <laughs> That's this a good game. I a like game. that game. That's a good game. It per- she always says that it like makes up for a large percentage of our relationship. Her <laughs> sitting in bed and me pacing and talking to her. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. Oh, hey now, hey now. Take it easy, easy girl. Easy, okay. easy girl. Easy. I talk to her like she's a upset livestock. <laughs> you know, dude. Uh, yeah. 
why don't you go ahead and put down that gun? Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too yeah, late to not do this. Not too late. I started watching Ozark, by the way. You haven't seen, I forgot that you that hadn't scene seen happens, yeah. any of that. I'm yeah. probably on episode four or five. Very solid. You watching it with Hilldog? Watching it with Hilldog. You guys are going for a treat, man. I have my, it's so good. I have my same uh, critique that I have of every show where they just like make the rural people look like they're all morons. That like is annoying, but like, obviously it's not that. That will change. Okay. There's a, uh, you'll see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. Whatever, but dude, one, it's one great. Thing, one Captivating, I, yeah, incredible. It's a great show. The the way, yeah, they've kept it. They've kept it interesting the way that Breaking Bad kept it interesting. Where you You're were right. like, how could there possibly be more room for character development? And then they'll do something that just sick gives them another four hundred yards. But um, one thing that I love about Ozark is, you know, they they were in the final season now, and uh, they released part one like season four or five part oh, one like a game of thrones situation yeah and and i assume and it was like six or seven episodes and i just assume when they do that that the second part is going to be another year but we finished the last episode of the new season that came out and the the whole part two drops in like two weeks oh wow Cool. And they didn't take that much time cool. between part one and part two, which I'm really relieved about. Yeah. Because I'm still close yeah. to it. And one of the hardest things about Ozark is going from one season, you're in, you're in luck yeah. that you started it this late. I've had to it's watch so many goddamn previous season recaps yeah. to have a clue yeah. about what was going on because so much time elapsed between the seasons it's the one downfall with like highly produced television is yeah. that the amount of time it takes to put to put the new season out yeah like i'm gonna have to watch three seasons of stranger things to understand season four that's coming out looking forward to that have you not seen stranger things i have i love it buddy i got a new show for you oh yeah buddy boy hit me, hit me. tokyo vice oh nice on hbo I'm write it down what is what is it oh tokyo my God. vice tokyo vice okay this show, everybody listening at home, I'm sure that by the time the episode this this episode drops, this show will have the cat will be out fire. of the bag, buddy. It <laughs> is excellent. Sick. Okay, it's Ansel Elgort mm-hmm. who grew up here in New York City. Was one of those West kids Story. that like was he? In He's the, in the new one. Yeah, interesting. You're one of those kids who um, went to like LaGuardia School for Performing Art. Maybe he went to Beacon. I don't know. Um, but was just like a New York City kid, you know, and and kind of like Chalamet and that yeah. class, Lucas Hedges, etc., uh, of kids who just came out of New York and were like destined for greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took on this role, and I'm not sure if it's a a series or just a limited series, mm-hmm. one season, but it's set in Japan in Tokyo. It's based on a journalist who went over there who spoke totally fluent japanese and started working for on the crime beat for a a newspaper and uh started covering and work getting in with like the yakuza which is the organized crime over there and dude first of all so it's like based on a real thing it's based on that guy's story on his book that he wrote okay and he was a young guy cool and ansel elgort plays him and ansel elgort's japanese is stunning really Dude, I don't know 
how he did this because I looked it up. I was like, okay, well, maybe he just grew up speaking Japanese somehow. Um, but it, the article I read said that he only spent one month taking four hours of Japanese classes per day to the point where by the end of it, he could improvise in Japanese. Crazy. But I don't, that doesn't seem like enough. Dude, okay. So this guy, this kid that I know who works over there and he's smart, he like works at Goldman Sachs in Tokyo and he has been trying to learn Japanese for like years and he'll, he's actively trying to, and like his dad loved Japan. Like, I think he's always like, and he'll, he'll go to like these bars and like drink and like try to talk Japanese with the people. Which is apparently like a good way to do it. They are. It's a huge drinking culture. And just like China, all business transactions are not conducted until people are drunk. Because there's a belief, and this is what I've been told, there's a belief that people are only honest mm. when they're drunk. So they won't trust you until you've downed five whiskey sours in front of them. So it's also like customary there for just like businessmen to just be like sleeping on the sidewalk in their suit. Right? Like hammered. Huh. Yeah. And my friend was saying... That if you go out with your coworkers and you get fucked up and like you start sort of like bearing your souls to each other, the next day at work, you're not supposed to reference it at all, at all. If you're like, oh, last night was like crazy. You're like, that's like not cool to do yeah. that. Yeah. Which is like, it seems like a very restrictive culture in that way. Yeah. It's like, who like, you it guys need sounds, to chill. Like you need moderation. It also sounds kind of great though. Yeah. There's just I no guess. consequences for yeah, being the I guy who's right. like, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that. I fucking love you guys. It's like, dude, you work in HR, man. I fucking love you, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. But my dude, my fear. my dad told me that the the most drunk he's ever been in his life was when he was in Japan on a business really? trip, and he didn't have a choice. Dude, your dad seems like a good hang. Cool. Is he? He's cool really guy. like mm-hmm. easygoing guy. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. In his early business years he you know he would they had a lot of clients overseas and whatnot and he would go on these trips himself and he went to japan and they went to some bar and and like they were just force feeding him these whiskey sours said he drank 12 whiskey sours (laughs) yeah i know i was like dude 12 whiskey drinks as we said but he was like doing his best the whole time because he knew he, he knew what he was getting himself into and so he was like drinking waters and like made sure to take aspirin or whatever before he went to bed but it was like that was it was you know scary it's like a hazing ritual totally um (laughs) it's literally like dangerous there was an article i read not long ago about how in japan uh people who don't drink it hurts their uh, professional interesting interesting um and and there are a lot of people who you know were alcoholics and have become sober as a method of self-preservation of course and that that even if you say like ah, i went to rehab i'm like 28 days sober like I'm, it doesn't they don't care oh, wow and they won't you won't get promoted or you won't wow. get assignments like it's it's bad wow yeah have you been there before no but the show the whole time from the moment we started watching it we could not stop saying like we gotta go we to gotta Japan. go Dude, Skylight Frame is a really fun gift to give a loved one. You and your family have really embraced it. And I now see them in your apartment. And I say to myself, <laughs> my God, this really spruced the place up. Brought see, you guys closer together. I guess so, man. And it, I'll tell you what. It's nice, especially for somebody of my parents' generation who are not as good with technology 
because it's like technology that they can actually wrap their heads around Mm -hmm. and use pretty easily. And it kind of like gives them technological confidence. Bingo. In this weird way, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because sending photos to Skylight Frames, it's effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they'll pop up in seconds. Solid. It's a great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. Yep. And it just like has a really like swag kind of setup. Just the it's like very sleek looking. Um it's kind of like a white mat and a black frame. Very cool. Um but so now as a special offer, you can get ten dollars off of your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code oops. Uh that's right. To get ten dollars off of your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com, enter code oops. Uh and that's spelled S K Y. L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com promo code oops. So it's funny, dude. Do you do this? I well, you definitely don't because you don't look at this kind of stuff the same way as me. Meaning that if you're like, we gotta go, you wouldn't be like, I would go anyway without you. You would like want to go do that with her, right? Or like at I least- think at this point in my life, for a trip that far, it would have to be both totally. of us. Dude, unless totally. it was comedy. Right, right. So I'm saving Japan from Hill Dog. Yeah. I do that. I'm like, okay, these are places where we realistically would go together. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving that one for us. Um, that's going to be fun. I'd, I'd like to go. Yeah, me too. I'd like to go. I think I've, I've been told the food in t- that Tokyo is like the best food city in the world. Wow. It's also crazy. There's like restaurants on like in apartment buildings. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm sure they're not apartment buildings, but you know what I mean? Like Back the alleys. 18th floor, yeah. like everything's just like up. Yeah, I would love to go there. I do. I've, so I, I do this every year. I start. I have. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before. In my quest to go to every country, <laughs> um, I I think that it, a way to do it without it being oppressive is to like go. If I go to like six new countries a year, I'll be able to do it if I live to be a reasonable age without having to like make my entire life about that. So at the beginning of every year, I start figuring out how I'm going to do how I'm going to do it. And it's starting to come together nicely for me now. Dude, six countries a year is loco. It's not, though. It's that not. is so many countries <laughs> in a year. So, dude, I went to... Dip, that's like a diplomat schedule. Um, so, dude, it's not that crazy. It's like very doable. I did it in 2017. I went to seven. 2018, I didn't travel internationally for some reason. I don't know. I forget what happened. Yeah, so that means you need to get to 12 the next yeah, year. So, but I thought of this. I thought of this in 2019. In 2019, I went to seven. 2020, obviously COVID, I only went to one. 2021, seven again. This year, I I have one, two, I have four scheduled. Two, uh, three for weddings, fourth because a person's going to be living somewhere, and then I just have to figure out two more. It's going to be cake. Mm Because then when you're gone on your honeymoon, I'm going to go somewhere too. Julio keeps saying this, and we're at a point now where we are feeling like we are almost pressured to do a longer honeymoon (laughs) For your sake. Dude, no. I know I know your schedule already, though. Whatever you end up doing, I will make sure I take advantage of that, too. Yeah, of course. It's of course. nice to have. It's rare to have, like, a big chunk blocked off that far in advance. Like yeah, that, yeah. Know? Of course. Well, dude, I've come up with something. How, where are we at? Yeah. Perfect we're... time to throw this in here to take us out. I've come up with a, a good way to plan a trip. Okay. Okay. So let me see. <laughs> <laughs> This is classic. I know. Um, give, give me a second to find it. So this can work, and and this can work for you, however you want it to work. But there are certain things that are like general, and then others that are specific to me. So if you look at a trip in this way, you you won't miss anything. 
Because I always worry about that. I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere and then I'm like going to completely miss the mark and I'm going to wish that I had done stuff and that sucks. Mm -hmm. And there's very simple planning things that you can do. So first of all, see if there's any UNESCO sites in the country because chances are that will be like the sickest sort of like history kind of thing or nature too. Don't sleep on the UNESCO nature mm. list. It's the real fucking deal. Okay. And you might not like, so you'll, the statue, the famous statue you'll hear about, but like the really dope nature preserve, you won't. And the UNESCO site will have it. Okay. So that's a good thing to have. Um, also, as, as you go, make a list of places that you want to go and just kind of like categorize them by different regions of the world. So every time you're going somewhere, check if there's anywhere that you've put on that list in mm -hmm. the past. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to do it. I like to look at the Atlas Obscura website too, because that'll have like stuff that isn't traditionally listed. I think that's fun. Another thing, just literally Google search, what is said country known for? Mm -hmm. You will be amazed at how much you'll get out of that. And then for me, I add obviously a spa search, where are the dopest spas in the country yeah. and see if any of those are nearby. Do I know anybody who has roots there at all? Another important one, because like if they're there, if they know people there, it'll make your experience 10 times better. And then of course, a restaurant, a cuisine search. You do all that, in my opinion. Wow. You can't go wrong. You're going to have to write that down. That feels like something that's going to have to go up as a hard post. <laughs> I have it written down if anybody wants, if anybody is wants it for whatever fucking reason. Very cool. Send me a message. Love um, it. That's the deal. All right, guys. Well, that's Oops the Podcast. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, I will be performing in Boston. Actually, sorry, Seattle, first and foremost which is, I think, May 6th to the 8th. I'm just confirming that. It is May 6th to the 8th, yep, in Seattle. And then I'm in Boston at Laughs Boston, May 9th, May 19th to the 21st. I hope to see you guys there. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Sick. Uh, I'm doing Netflix's Joke Festival, April 29th, um, Pete Davidson and Friends show, and we're taping it live for Netflix, too. It's going to be sick. Um, I believe it's sold out, but there's resale tickets if you want to pay for that. Uh, so I, if you have tickets, I'll see you there. And if not, grab some and we'll talk to you guys soon.